Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. I'm going to be going with that. Awesome. Well, the easiest way to copy that bet, you just have to download the app, follow the Crunch Stun NRL team, follow Stats as well. He's loving it. Uh, and go on, have a dabble, dabble socially, and gamble responsibly. Enjoying Crunch Time Banter? Check out Dabble Banter channels and copy Crunch Time Bets. Go on, have a dabble, gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. With thanks to iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to Crunch Time, brought to you by iSuzu. The iSuzu D-Max is born to live. You're with Steve O'Keefe and Jaleesa Abs. Call us on 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that have a lot of thoughts on particularly last night's game, which we're going to go through, but also uh, some of the other results. Dragons fans, I know, have a lot of thoughts on their side at the moment. Eels versus Titans. Sock, what did you make of this game? Well, as I said earlier, I feel like it had more drama than a, a maths dinner, yeah. didn't it? At the, at the end of the... You've been at, enjoying maths? Yeah, I haven't been. I've been, forced, oh, I've, been forced, I've been forced to watch it. That's what every good boyfriend says, don't they? Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I just... There's, a, there's a, so many talking points, but uh, so many points of the game frustrated me. Not only... Um, sort of, you know, as a sports person, but as a sports fan, mm. you, you're starting to lack consistency. When you lack consistency, you lack integrity. And then as a fan, you, you're just generally disappointed. Um, when you're seeing players consistently, as we saw in the game, milking penalties, um, when we had Graham Annesley come out during the week saying if there were going to be these cynical penalties that players were going to get sent off. Yep. Um, and we saw two cases of it, which were line ball, lucky uh, that they went the way of the Gold Coast Titans um, and weren't uh, sin-binnable offences. Um, but then, you know, you, you fast forward down the track and if we're going to go off that, we go to the Junior Paula contact, yeah. which was, what, you know, 120 kilos at the bunker deemed to be contact deliberate, well, high contact with the head. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't see Brimson get checked HIA independent doctor off. So as a player, I'm just so confused as to if you're making contact deliberately with the yes. player's head... You know, um, it's either one or the other. Well, right? uh, yeah, I think if one's going to happen and get Simbin, then the, surely the player's got to go off and get HIA assessed. Okay, well, let's go through it uh, one by one because we do have yes. a bit of audio. So, first of all, the Eels won 26 to 20. It was a really resurgent Titans that came back from what in the first half looked like a game that they just were not um, going to be able to be in the contest at all. So, let's listen first of all to the Toby Sexton penalty and challenge. Yeah, but we'll sort Wallace takes another run at them, loses it. Was he offloading? He's claiming it was stripped out. 
nothing happens there. Well, this is interesting because yeah. we they want to give away penalty okay. so they can challenge. Yeah, but we if saw this during the week unsuccessful. You will be going to the centre. There you go. Well, okay. There you go. So they now they let's explain what happened. They have deliberately given away a penalty here because they feel the previous play is a challenge that they will win. Now he has just said. If you don't win the challenge, you're going to the sin bin because you have played this a card. This is Garty. a big play from This Sexton. is quite a moment. This is a big moment here for the Titans. So that was Toby Sexton the pe- challenging, uh, creating a penalty basically to get the challenge. And then again, it happens again. Patrick Herbert do- creates a penalty to get a challenge again. Let's listen to that audio. Asako, he offloads to himself. And doesn't get it back. Everyone, well, they're lodging in all sorts of complaints. Oh, dude, Pasako's hurt. He's holding down because he wants to challenge too. Okay, wait. Well, this is shambles. This is just a shambles. It's not a good look, this, for the game. Oh, this is this is a shambles. No, this is not. Come on. Captain's challenge. Titans are challenging that there was a, a hold off the ball in the previous play. Yeah, before the he penalty. just came straight in on top of Mitch Rainey, Herbert, and you could just see him blatantly look at his referee. So it didn't take long for the captain's challenges to start getting exploited. I thought this was really the one rule that you wouldn't be able to exploit, but obviously you can. And Graham Ennisley said early in the week, a team can't try to create a stoppage in order to challenge something that has been previously missed. If there is a natural stoppage, then they can challenge the reason the referee caused the game to stop. Some people will say it doesn't matter as long as we get the right decision in the end, but there has to be some parameters. Otherwise, we will have stoppages in play all the time. That's something no fan wants. Once they think they get the decision once they think they get a decision changed, they would just be coached to give away a penalty so they can then go back and challenge the original decision, which is exactly what happened. So. Now, I'm going to give some credit to the players. Okay. Because we don't give footy players we enough credit. We treat them like bullheads. But this is a well thought out, uh, you'd say that they're towing the line of the rules or laws of the game. Um, I think we see it pretty consistently. One other thing that frustrated me, and it, it it's not – that in specifics, but when Daly Cherry Evans stayed down the other the other night with a sore neck, grabbed his neck, and then once a penalty was blown for a crusher tackle, just got up with a big smile on his face as if to say, "There's nothing wrong with me," but I am I'm going to milk it. So there are levels and degrees of the way that players are milking the system in, for the benefit of their own team. Now this is just one example. Mm-hmm. Now we've heard that if you do get it wrong, you're going to be sin bin. Yeah, but it's clear that the players on the field have have, have seen something that they know is not has been missed and should be picked up. So I think credit has to go to the players. What the NRL has to do now, in my opinion, is go back and look at these parameters and look at these rules. And what you want ultimately is the right decision, exactly. I think, made at the end of the day. However, I think this consistent milking is going to slow down the game. It's going to tear at the fabric of it and the integrity and, and just – make it more and more inconsistent. And fans just get so frustrated when play gets yeah, it's stopped. it's not NFL, all the time. is it? It's not exactly. NFL. As as Vossi said, it's starting to turn into a dog's breakfast and at the end it was. It was like, "Oh god, you know, go to the fridge and get another diet coke yeah. and some popcorn. We're going to be here watching footage of some bloke with one finger on a shirt pulling a player back and another guy diving to the ground like a, 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 <laughs> a, an international soccer game calling for a penalty." So, look, it 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 was frustrating to watch. However, what happened on the back of both those plays? 
you know, it, they, yeah. they both ended up in points. True. Quite rightly going to the team that deserved it because the penalties were in, in, you know, incorrectly called. So the challenges stood up. I'm interested to see when these penalties don't stand up and Annesley's call does come into place, who will be the first player that will be, you know, sin bin for this cynical calling. I mean, you know, I'm very, I'm very interested to hear Graham Annesley on Monday. He yeah. Oh, his press saying. conference on Monday. He's probably <laughs> sitting there at the moment going, oh, great. They're all going to turn up. Because you know those weeks when all the media is going to turn up. Where, oh, yeah. And then they know those weeks when it's just like it was a pretty mundane round and uh, in terms of um, refereeing, which we like to see. So mm. no one turns up. But let's listen to Brad Arthur and Clint Gutherson on the Titans captain's challenge. Yeah, well, it didn't go against us, so I'm not happy about it. Um, well, it didn't go for us, sorry, so I'm not happy about it. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, you know, deliberately giving away penalties is, is good for us. What's the captain's challenge like? Is it a mess at the moment? It seems like teams can just exploit little loopholes and get away with it. Yeah, it was a bit weird. I was asking because I remember watching a game last week and the the ref said to, to the captain, you can only challenge that last play, the penalty, yeah. uh, not the play before, which could be a knock-on, might be something else, so... Uh, I remember the ref saying it to the captain and I was just asking the question. It happened, obviously happened to it twice and uh, pretty crucial. I think they scored off the back of both of them. So I was, I was just asking the question as, as I was watching the game last week. It's obviously pretty inconsistent. So. Do you know the rule, man? Like, well, obviously you can. You can so, um, well, Annesley said on Monday if he wanted, if the cynical penalty is given away for the prior batter to be ignored and the actual penalty to be the play that... Stance. So yeah, well, tonight that, perhaps the player should have been binned rather than having the challenge investigated. Yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying. I was watching the game last week and the ref um, did say you can only challenge what the penalty is for. That is the last play on the field and um, he didn't really um, communicate what, what was the go there. So obviously we just moved on and, and played the game. But um, like a bit of clarity going into the next couple of weeks. So. All right, so obviously the Eels weren't happy and they are calling for clarity, which I think everyone will be asking Graham and his leave for clarity on Monday. What about Justin Holbrook? What did he have to say? Monday says, you haven't understood me, uh, players and coaches. From now on, if you deliver a cynical penalty for the effort of having the play uh, reviewed, you'll go to the bin and it won't be reviewed. Would you have a problem with that? I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 hard. it's hard to answer. Look, the easy one is get it right the first time when we're not doing all that stuff. But look, I get it's hard as well. You know, there's only one one referee out in the middle, so I, I don't know what the answer is. But yeah. so he didn't come out really in raging support of what happened in terms of his players getting a, a penalty, did he? No, it, it just to me just sounds like he's confused, and he also alluded to wait, there's only one referee. I mean, is the is the question? Do you go back to the second referee? I don't know. But all that we need is clarity. I'm sure we're going to get it on Monday. Fingers crossed. The other big thing that uh, came out of this game was the Junior Paulo um, sin bin that was um, on AJ Brimson. So it sort of, to me, it did look like he went in with his shoulder right. and, and didn't really wrap. I, I don't think there was a huge attempt. I know that everyone's going to disagree with me, but uh-huh. my Twitter's already blowing up. Just <laughs> get everyone get on there. But there, there wasn't, I didn't think there was a huge attempt for him to wrap his arms Around, I thought it was a little bit careless, but there was contact initially with the shoulder. It sort of that sort of then went into the head. But AJ Brimson, everyone was pointing out on 
on the socials that AJ Brimson's holding his, they're going, going, it's my shoulder, it's my shoulder. And everyone was using that in, as an excuse for why Junior Paulo shouldn't be sinbin. Of course he's yelling it's his shoulder. He doesn't want a HIA. Mm, yeah. Like mm. let's all think logic, like critically here. Why is AJ Brimson screaming it's my shoulder? Because he doesn't want to go off as well. And the information that came out of that incident, right, you've got, him going off for 10 minutes mm. and Brimson staying on for what was deemed a high shot. This mm. is something Annesley is going to have to clarify again because you can't penalise someone for a high shot mm. and keep the player on the field because he's gone, oh, it's my shoulder, because then that nullifies the sin bin, really, like in regards to the player getting hit. Mm. But the person making the decision about the high shot has to stick to the, – the, the officials in the game have to stick to the call and go, sorry, AJ, you're, you're going off because we've just penalised the guy for a high shot to the head. It has to be almost compulsory in, in that regard. Either that or his head is made out of cement and he can take 120 kilos, as the bunker has said, on slow motion camera. But then how does the independent doctor – do they have any communication with the bunker? Are they seeing that same slow motion footage and them going, well, no, that's just shoulder-to-shoulder contact – and there's a bit of whiplash, no, that doesn't deserve a look because I am so confused, you know, that this independent doctor, after hearing that the bunker has said this is direct contact and and this is only 10 minutes, why should it not be a sin bin? Why should he not be off for the whole lot? That's 120 kilos coming in as hard as possible with direct contact to a player's head. This 12 months ago was straight away off. You'd think the independent doctor would have, like, seen the – seen the play, it all play out mm. and go, well, I'm assuming that this player is going to come off for an HIA because they've just penalised a guy for hitting the head, yeah. regardless of whether he hit the head or not. Correct. And then the doctor would have had to have a couple of minutes later gone, hey, have you guys done a HIA yeah. check on AJ Brimson? Mm. But he stays on and, and, yeah, and, and puts the grubber in, the in the for the try straight away. Yes. So there's got to, the communication is clear, like clearly has to be analysed here mm. from the bunker to the referees, to the independent doctor, because that situation, fans are just going to not respect the rules because you've got a guy going off the bin and then a guy staying on the field for like the same thing, a hit to the head. The other big thing out of this game was the pitch invader. This is what I'm copying it on the tweeter for because (laughs) I... The tweeter. (laughs) I thought it was the most ridiculous overreaction. Okay, so if anyone hasn't seen the footage, the, a woman runs on in a bra, in uh, jeans or something, and she's running around and it, it looks quite clearly like she's not trying to get to the players. She's just, she's a pitch invader. She's being an idiot. 100% she should be grabbed, taken off. See you later, love. you not welcome back at this stadium, whatever. But I, in terms of arguing that she's a threat, I think it was pretty clear she wasn't. The security guard absolutely folds her. And it looked like, it looked to me, I just had this like um, flashback of the um, Sammy Vellame tackle on AJ Brimson a few weeks Mm. ago at the end of the game where it looked, it was the the exact tackle. And I I just thought this is such an over-the-top reaction and everyone was praising the security guard going, this is great and, and they have to protect the players. I understand that, but come on, there were better ways to bring her down. I think there's reasonable force, and I think mm. in this case, when watching it, it is so far over the top that it's not funny, and it's not it's not a laughing matter. I, I think what she's you're completely right to listen that what she's done is the wrong thing, 
but there's no need when you look at that footage. There are three or four people around her already. She's got probably a top speed of eight k's an hour. She's already intoxicated. You don't. You can make that assessment within about five seconds of watching the video. She's not carrying any sharp, by the looks of it, sharp weapons. Does she need to be stopped? Yes. Does she need to be pile-drived into the ground? potentially causing harm or injury. Now, I know when you step over that fence that you are opening yourself up to all sorts of, um, you know, personal damage. But, you know, in this case, I couldn't agree more with you. It, it, it is stupidly over the top. Now, people are going to have sit on the fence. People are going to sit either side of it. Some people are going to say, well, what happens the next time someone does do it? Well, Buddy Franklin had 50,000 people run on at the SCG yeah. game that everyone celebrated and thought was the most amazing thing. Uh, we just accepted that was the fact because that's uh, tradition of the game. But, I mean, is that safe? Well, you only take one madman out of that 50 to go yes. around with a sharp utensil or leave something on the field to cause damage or harm. I mean, Buddy was roughed up in a positive way on the yeah, ground. Yeah. He had two blokes out on the park at the SCG who got forced onto Driver yeah. Avenue. Um, so, again, I, I really did feel like it was overkill um, and, you know, is that, is that Graham Annesley's job as well to look at that tackle and uh, come back <laughs> yeah. to not, a, not officially. <laughs> <laughs> he can review it can if he, he re- wants to. Can he review the security yeah. guard's protocol? But I, I agree. I'm 100% behind you. Have Zip you ever had a that. pitch invader? Uh, no, none, none that I've been on the field, but there's been some famous ones in cricket where Andrew Simons has dropped the left shoulder in and it's been celebrated. That has been man on man. And, and, and in that case, the, the, the player has made it all the way in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a as a cricket fan, I think once in a Shield game, which no one watched, uh, a bunch of guys ran nude across the pitch. There's only four fans, um, and we just sort of cheered them as they went by. For the field. You're like, hey. <laughs> right, yeah. The only high disappointing five, thing five. is the crowd went from eight to four. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, like, we didn't, oh, no. We gave them show bags and clothes to hang out just to give us a bit of substance for the game. A lot of the replies that I got on Twitter was like, "You wouldn't be saying this if there was was oh. a male," and oh, like, yeah. "This is like." You know, you want to be treated equal. Well, that's being treated equal. Like, come on. I caught a bit of it, and there was a comparison to the Monica Sellers incident, and that to me is just like, whoa. Yeah. Easy. Like, this is 100 by 80, 100, let's say 120 by 80 meter field, where she probably took about 30 seconds to get to the middle of the field. Monica Sellers was stabbed in the back from someone just jumping the fence and going two meters. Yeah. Like, yeah, there were that. That's something that needed a bit more security. This instance, I think, by the time we saw the vision, it was a bit jovial and she was having a bit of fun. She wasn't carrying a weapon, like that. I like, don't disagree with bringing her down either. Like it's she, it's just a matter she of apprehending needed, her, right? Like yeah, that's it. She Not needed tackling to be, her. She yeah. needed to be brought down. Obviously, it was just the way that the tackle was done was just so brutal. And like, I think there were just better ways to bring it down. Everyone's like, what if she'd hurt Mitch Moses? Like, he didn't look too worried, did he? Like, he was standing there. She didn't even look like she was going for the players. No. Anyway, it was quite a dramatic night. Uh, we, we've we got to take a break, but we will be back after this to review all the rest of the round. Give us a call on 1300 01 1170. All the people tweeting me, that would be great. 0457 <laughs> 736 736 is the text line. Welcome back to Crunch Time, brought to you by iSuzu. The iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Call us on 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're with Steve O'Keefe, Jaleesa and producer Brooksy. Now, just looking at on the field, mm. rather than the pitching bay that was on the field, the actual play on the field, mm. um, 
thoughts on on the general sort of game rather than all the controversy that was around it, Todd? Well, I mean, I said certainly a tailor two halves. I think at the end of the first half, a possession was something like 70-30 to the yields. Completion rate was amazing. I think they'd had almost over a 1,000 metres gained by the forward pack, and the majority bar one had played that full 40 minutes. Um, and I think you're seeing players like Gutho, Moses and Brown really stand up and I think is going to be the key to their success going forward. Um, what else can we say about it? The second half, I mean, we saw the potential of how good and how dynamic I think the Gold Coast Titans can be to drag it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, it was almost the reverse. They had 75% of the ball. They did, you know, they were quite attacking when they had the ball in inside the para 20. So they played well and, and were just lucky to come up short. Uh, probably another important talking point out of that game uh, was the Wonga Blake knee injury. Now, Brooks is going to help us with that. Is that the fourth winger yeah, so four far? Wingers. Yeah. So, Sevo was injured into the season. Right. Yeah. Dunster, um in the tackle from Terrell Fui Mayono. Right. During, was it the trials? Yeah, the trials. Yeah, then we had hey, um, Sean Russell injured, punctured lung. Lung, that's Scoring right. Scoring yeah, his hattie. <laughs> yeah, and now we've had Wonga Blake, who was. Covering for Sean Russell injured within yeah. five weeks. Who so four wingers, five weeks, or three wingers technically. But, yeah, yeah it's not looking good for the Eels outside that. Yeah. He'll have, if he'll you're have. Bailey Simonson, you're just yeah. like, what's <laughs> yeah. oh, watching, watching Bailey Simonson score yesterday, I just was so upset that we've let him, we let him go from the Raiders. He is really good. Big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.